Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Well, hello everybody. I hope you had an amazing Easter Sunday and your week has been good. Your week has been productive. We are praying, uh, you know, for each of you that God is protecting your home, protecting your finances, uh, and guiding your steps. Can you believe this is week five? I think it's week five. Uh, it's amazing that we're here and, and we're, we're, uh, we're at this place. But to God be the glory. He's keeping his church. He's watching over us. And I'm excited about what God is doing. I hope you've been enjoying the video devotionals on Facebook. Life Church Connect has been going out on the Facebook page Every day, Monday through Saturday, uh, with a devotional or inspirational thought from one of our staff members. You can find those on our church Facebook page, which is located at facebook.com forward slash life RVA. I want to also say thank you again to those of you who are continuing to give faithfully. Uh, if you would like to begin giving online, the easiest way is simply to go to the church website, which is liferva.org and follow the giving prompts. It is safe, it is secure, and it's a good way to honor God with your finances. I also want to share some very exciting, breaking news, uh, especially for those of you who are not able to worship with us in person here at Life Church on a normal basis. You know, if there's anything uh, that the Lord is doing, I believe He's teaching all of us a lot of new things about ourselves and about the church during this time of uh, the COVID interruption, if you will. And uh, one thing that the virus has done for us is it's giving birth to a brand new ministry here at Life Church. Now, we have talked about this for years, but we will begin live streaming our services every Sunday, uh, even when this virus distraction is over. So why don't you just clap your hands? It's going to be exciting. Uh, believe it or not, we've been receiving thousands of views weekly. And it would really be a big step backward for us to stop broadcasting our services. Now, this is not as simple as it sounds because for us it involves addressing several issues and uh, several expensive issues also. Lighting needs in our auditorium, we're not ready uh, for that yet. Also purchasing cameras, some additional computers, video mixing equipment, a redesign of our media booth, and just a lot of equipment that needs to go into doing this properly. And we're not going to do it if we can't do it right. So uh, the good news is we're going to be creating a brand new dream team of volunteers that we're going to need to mix video, to run cameras, uh, to work in this new, vitally important ministry. So I'm excited about this, and I'm excited about you being a part of it. As a matter of fact, uh, even though we're not there yet, and we hope to be in the next 30 days, if you want to be a part of this, you call us here at the church or get in touch with your care team leader or a dream team leader, get a hold of us and let us know. We'd love to have you be a part of this new uh, video ministry. We need your help. So, Life Church family, this week we have already begun taking the huge steps of faith and we're beginning to purchase the needed items right now. And we are believing that God's going to provide the, re the resources that we need uh, to pay for this through Sacrifice Sunday 
or maybe even some of you that are watching right now would like to help us see this vision come to pass. Now, I'm just going to be real honest. This is not how I normally operate or this church normally operates. With the exception of our church mortgage, everything that we do, we raise the money in advance to purchase it. I'm happy to tell you we don't have any debt at this church other than our mortgage, uh, which is a big debt. But this time, time is prohibiting us from doing that because we would have to stop broadcasting once we get back in the main auditorium, raise money, then it's going to take a while to do all this. So people are watching our services right now, not only all over Richmond, but all across our country and even in some different places around the world. And our goal is not to miss not, not even one Sunday of online streaming going forward. So I want you to help us pray that we can make that happen. And I also, I'm looking right at the camera, I'm looking at you. I want you to prayerfully consider giving a sacrificial offering to make this happen or even pray about your sacrificial giving to Life Church this year. Uh, you can start giving in this project right now by just designating your offering to media or Sacrifice Sunday. And I do want to tell you, this is not an offering about a building or about doing upgrades. This is about sowing in, in the mission field. This is about sowing into reaching people that are outside of our building. So I just want you to pray about that and help us. I believe we can reach our goal and do this. And I'll let you know next week kind of what that monetary goal is. Uh, and finally, I do want to say that we're anxious to get back to church. We're anxious to get back to worshiping together all under one roof. But I do want to tell you we're also planning for this to continue to take for a while, uh, to take a while. Some people are even saying that this could even continue into August. I sure hope not. But I do want you to know that we're going to plan as if that could actually happen. Along with live streaming, we're going to be introducing a semester of online small groups soon so that we can all enjoy the fellowship of group life again. By the way, several of our life groups are continuing to meet and have continued to meet online with uh, Zoom conference calls. And believe it or not, it's going great. Uh, the first couple of weeks, there might have been some hiccups, but our youth are meeting weekly. Uh, some of our life groups are meeting weekly. Our kids are starting to connect our children's ministry weekly with Zoom calls. And, uh, and so some of the groups have never stopped. They just switched to an online format. So uh, keep your ears tuned to that. We're going to be releasing a brand new semester of online small groups very soon. Now, is that ideal? No, but every week it gets easier and easier, and we want to stay connected until we can all come back together. Amen? So let's get ready to go to the Word of the Lord. Today we are starting a brand new series called Life at Home. <clears throat> now, I hope that we're going to begin this series online, but we're going to finish it in the building. We shall see. But when you say life at home, you know, really it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, right? Especially during this season of COVID-19. Our lives have all changed in one fashion or another. But for some, it has been more drastic than for others. What is the new definition of normal to you? Uh, you may be working from home for the first time in your life. Or you may be going into work like you've always gone into work. Some of you are still working full-time. Others, you've had your hours cut. Uh, some of you have even been laid off or furloughed from your jobs. We have members in our church that we have talked to. Uh, and by the way, I'm just going to say this. If you're a member of Life Church, please let your care team leader know 
If you're experiencing a financial hardship right now, we don't want any members of the church to be struggling or hurting right now if we can help it. Now's the time for the church to be the church. Amen? So uh, we want to take care of one another. Some of you are maybe now at home with kids who are usually uh, at school, but now guess what? You're at home, and you're learning to be a homeschool teacher, and you realize now why you did not choose the profession of teaching. Some of you poor moms are even wondering why you chose the profession of mommy. You know, you're thinking, my goodness, what am I going to do? Some of you are cooking more than you've ever cooked before. Uh, Maybe your go-to was to go out to eat or go to the restaurant. For some of your families, that's a blessing. For others, that might be a curse. I don't know. (laughs) I pray for you. Uh, I guarantee you more spaghetti is being eaten around our country at any time than ever before. Uh, if this virus, I will say this, if the virus helps get people to start eating dinner again again at the family dinner table, uh, that might be a good thing, right? Uh, toilet paper shortages. Hair coloring shortages. What in the world? Uh, do-it-yourself haircuts. I'm going to be honest, man. I've been cracking up looking at some of the haircuts that I've seen people do. <laughs> when they've allowed their spouse or their child or their whoever to all of a sudden cut their hair. That's a scary thing. I would be out scrambling, finding me a barber, and thank the Lord God has provided. I've got me somebody that I can get my hair cut uh, every couple of weeks as I need to. How do you cope with this new normal? How do you cope with life at home? Well, I'm just going to tell you, and you can, you can hate on me if you want to, but one way I cope is I enjoy going to the grocery store and seeing all the people who are wearing masks that don't even cover their noses. I just, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to admit it, but I laugh at them secretly on the inside. I'm like, what are you doing? What, what's the deal? I'm going to tell you folks right now, Kroger is better than Comedy Central. Just go on down to Kroger, walk around. It's pretty funny. Uh, some of my introverted friends say that social distancing and staying at home just feels like normal life to them. I just want you to know I weep for you. I, I really do. I mean, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I just couldn't do that every day of my life. Life at home might look really different right now. But life at home, hear me, it's still the most important life that you're ever going to live. And during this series, we want to talk about what that life looks like. Uh, but also, what does life look like right now? What about your marriage? What about your parenting or your family, or your relationships with people in the church? What about, you know, how do you maintain your spiritual life during all this? Uh, Or even maybe grow in your spiritual life right now, which I think would be a great thing. Because let me tell you right up front that life right now can make you a better person after this is over or a bitter person while you're going through it. You, you, You just need to decide right now. I'm going to either become a better person right now in the middle of this or I'm just going to get bitter and cranky and worried and frustrated and angry, angry at the governor, angry at the president, angry at the sick people, angry at the healthy people, angry at the people with masks, angry at the people who aren't wearing masks. What are you going to do? Are you going to become better or are you going to become bitter? What is your life going to be like at home and at work and in your personal walk with the Lord? See, because life really is all about relationships. And for that reason, relationships matter. And we all know our relationships are built on a lot of things. Honesty, love, respect, humility, forgiveness, 
I mean, I could go on and on. There are many relationships that are critical in our lives, and I've learned, my microphone's giving me fits today, I've learned that some relationships are, are really more important in different seasons of our lives. For example, a parent-child relationship is the most important relationship that a child has growing up. Student-teacher relationships are, are critical in those developmental years uh, and in learning seasons, really no matter what age you are. Dating relationships are critical during the single years of life. And then when you become married, your most important relationship shifts to being the one that you have with your spouse. Life at home. You know, we live together. We worship together. We eat together. We laugh together. We cry together. Uh, we do all these things together. And in your family, you know, for a season of life, you sleep in the same house, you eat the same food, you wash clothes together, you do chores together. We even share our lives with pets because it just makes life better, right? We have fun together. We watch sports together. Man, I can't wait for sports to come back. We grieve together. We, we pray together. Life is life when it is lived together with someone or a group of people that you care about. So where did all this begin? How, how did this begin? Well, believe it or not, it really began with our Creator. Life at home was conceived by the great wisdom of God. Look in your Bibles with me at Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, and we're going to read through verse 24. You can check it out right there on the bottom of the screen. It says this, Then the Lord said, It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he could call them, and the man chose a name for each one. He gave to, names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals, but still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while the man slept, the Lord God took out of one of the man's ribs, out one of the man's ribs, and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. And it all goes back to verse 18. Why did it all happen? Because God said it's not good. For us to be alone. So home life originated with God. Home life is sacred. And we really need to protect it at all costs. There's three, and I'm not going to preach on this today, but there's three divinely ordained agencies in our world. The home, the government, and the church. It's biblical. First there was the home, Genesis 2.24. Then came the government, Genesis 9.6. Then came the church, Matthew 16 and 18. And then the church was established in the book of Acts. And I want to tell you, the devil's out to destroy all three, home, government, and church. Because as goes the home, so goes the church. As goes the church, so goes the government. As goes the government, so goes the nation. As goes the nation, what? So goes the world. So by the way, don't be surprised if the devil is launching little attacks on your family right now and your home life right now. And also, don't be surprised if the COVID life has not exposed some cracks in your home life. Okay, don't be surprised because your new normal may have exposed some marriage issues that you didn't know you were dealing with. 
your new normal may have forced you to spend time with your kids in a way that has challenged you. And guess what? Probably your children too. You know, they're not loving this either. Uh, your new normal, which requires worshiping at home and remembering that the church is not the building, it might be stretching and straining your walk with Jesus Christ in ways that you've never experienced before, but these are ways that can grow you as a believer. Your life at home is sacred. And do you want to know how sacred the home is? God performed the first wedding himself between Adam and Eve. Jesus performed his first miracle in a home. Remember the wedding of Cana of Galilee? He turned water into wine. Jesus observed Passover in a home in Matthew 26, 18. Jesus went home with a sinner named Zacchaeus and brought him salvation in Luke chapter 19, verse 5 through 9. Jesus ate supper in the home of a tax collector with a bunch of his sinner friends. And you know what he did? He led him to become a disciple. Matthew 9, 9 through 11. Jesus was anointed with perfume one time in a home. Mark chapter 14 and verse 3. Jesus healed a man of palsy in a home. Mark 2, 1 through 5. Jesus taught in the home of Mary and Martha. Luke 10, 38. So don't tell me you can't have church in the house. Right? You know, a lot of people think, oh, man, this virus has closed up uh, churches all over the country. Well, you know what else it's done? It's also opened up churches in every home that is watching broadcasts from many different churches all over our world. Amen. Amen. So the church has been expanded. Take that, COVID. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So I want you to get a picture of how important the home is. Because our church is only as strong as the families that belong to it. And if we build strong families then we can build a strong church and a strong community. So what is your home like? And what is it like right now in these COVID days that we're in? Now we can get some insight into Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus tells a story, a parable of a wise and a foolish builder. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 7 verse 24 while I take a sip from my Life Church coffee mug. Matthew 7 and verse 24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who builds his house on the rock. By the way, I'm not going to preach on this. It's not enough to hear the words. You need to put them into practice. That's when Jesus says you're wise. Okay? Verse 25, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. He says one man built his house on the rock, another man built his house on the sand. So what is important here today is to realize that what determines if the house stands is what the house is built upon. And today, hear me, what will determine what life at home looks like for you depends on what type of foundation you are building your family and your home upon. Amen. What does my spiritual life look like right now? Depends on what you're building. What does my relationship with my kids look like? look like right now? Well, it depends on what you're building it on. What do my relationships at church look like right now? 
Well, I can't gather in large gatherings. Well, it depends on what they were built on and also what you are doing right now to try to stay connected to your friends. Matthew 7 said two homes were built. One was built on the rock. One was built on the sand. Two builders, one wise, one foolish. They both, don't miss this, they both faced the same circumstances, but the end was totally different for them. Same circumstances, same violent storms, yet different results. One stood firm, the other one collapsed. Why does this happen? Why does this happen in marriages? Why does this happen in parent-child relationships? Why, why does this happen sometimes in churches? Why does this happen, uh, you know, and you've seen it before, two families that seem like they're going through very similar circumstances, or, 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 but they get completely different results, or two people on the same job, they both get laid off, and one of them goes down a catastrophic path, and one goes down a, a different path, and God blesses. It depends on the foundation. What is your home life being built on? What is your personal life being built on? Because it matters what you build on and what you build with. You can build on a rock and use terrible building materials. It's still going to fall down. Amen. Or you can build with the greatest materials, but if you have a terrible foundation, it's still going to collapse. Jesus says the difference is the foundation. And I think that's just as true in a marriage it's just as true in a family as it is in building a house. I'll never forget when we built this building. You know, I knew a little bit about building, but I've never really built a commercial building out of the ground. And I'll never forget how frustrated I was and how long it took them to clear the site and to level the dirt and to pour the gravel and to pour the foundation and to put the rebar. And I was like, months and months and months and nothing coming up. But then I began to really realize and understand the foundation was everything. The foundation was so critically important. The building codes were so critically important. And then fast forward about eight years later when we had the earthquake. Anybody remember the earthquake here in Richmond? I remember we were in the building. The building was shaking and we ran out in the parking lot. And the parking lot lights were swaying back and forth. And I think we might have had a couple of cracks in the building, a couple of cracks in the foundation. But our building stood. And you know what? I was really grateful for the foundation. I was really grateful for the rebar and the extra work and all the time that went into that. I was also really grateful that we stuck a Bible in the concrete when this building was being built. We wanted to make sure there was a literal word in the foundation. But folks, we've got to acknowledge that life at home begins with what we make it out to be and what we put in it. There's no perfect families, by the way. Everybody dreams and hopes for the perfect family. Nobody has one. <laughs> okay. Let me just put you at ease right now. Nobody has one. Everybody wants to have that great, unbelievable marriage. Everybody wants perfect kids. Everybody wants a perfect bank account. But, folks, there's no perfect homes. You know, you see people, man, their Facebook timeline just looks amazing, right? It's built on a throne of lies. Amen. It's just not true. You know, everybody, you know, they've got the Instagram life and they've got their Facebook life and they've got their, everybody, they, you know, they pull up at church and they're all dressed real nice and they're smiling, walking through the door, handing out high fives and hugs and praise the Lord's. And you just think, man, I wish my life was like theirs. You might not wish your life was like theirs. Amen. You know, it's kind of like 
I love seeing the highlight reels of professional athletes, right? You know, Michael Jordan, you see his highlight reel, and he's making all these dunks and all these game-winning shots and, you know, making the big jams. I mean, doing all the stuff that he does. They've never made a highlight reel of all the free throws that he missed. They never made a highlight reel of all the dumb fouls. They never made a highlight reel of all the flops on the floor or all the times he got mad at the coach or all the times he just kind of dialed it in and coasted. But you know, because we want the highlights. We want home life to be a big highlight reel, but it's not going to be a highlight reel. But guess what? At the end, it can be a celebration of greatness and God's favor depending upon what you build it on. So life at home is important. And you can make it, here's good news, however it is right now, you can make it better starting the day. You can make it better starting the day. If you're married, your marriage does not have to be flawless to be solid. If you're a parent, you don't have to have the wisdom of James Dobson to be a good parent. You know, you don't have to be named Dave Ramsey to get your finances in order. You don't have to do any of that kind of stuff. You don't have to, but you can live a good life with the favor and the blessing of the Lord on your life and you'll just allow him to. We need to strive to build our homes on the right things. And understand, it doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You can't just rub shoulders with somebody that's got a good marriage and your marriage gets good. You can't just pat the heads of good kids and expect your kids to be good. It doesn't work that way. But today more than ever, we need to make a concentrated effort at building a strong home life. And really, while many of you are stuck at home, I'm glad I'm not stuck at home. Seriously, I'm glad. But while many of you are stuck at home, it's a time to build. It's a time to take inventory. It's a time to realize, you know what? I want to make sure that I take advantage of the fact that some of these cracks and flaws and things are coming to the surface. Man, don't panic. Be thankful that the Lord has given you an opportunity to fix some things. Whether you're a single parent or married, Maybe you're a single adult, a teenager. Maybe you're divorced. Maybe you're a married grandparent. Hear me. Make whatever you have as strong as it can be. Whatever you have, make it as strong as it can be. Because let me tell you, even if you're a family of one, you're still a family. And you still have influence. And you want your life to make a difference. If Satan can destroy the homes, our marriages, our parent-child relationships... He can destroy the church, and he can destroy society as a whole, and he will not settle for anything less. So as we kick off this series on life at home, just be honest. Take inventory. Ask yourself, you know what? What am I building on? What am I doing? Because if we allow the enemy to destroy our homes, he's going to destroy the church, and he'll destroy our community. He'll destroy society. And hear me, the devil's greatest threat is a lively, healthy family which is creating lively, healthy churches and is going to create a lively, healthy land. We want to pray for the healing of our land and our families. Amen? So why don't you stand with me? We're going to get ready to close our service. I'm going to ask our praise team to join me here up front. The wise man builds his house on a rock. And guess what? The storm still came. Don't miss that. Just because you build on the rock, just because you have the great right foundation, just because you're doing the right thing, it does not eliminate storms, but guess what it does? It equips you for the storms. It empowers you to face the storms. 
It helps you to put the storm in the right perspective. Because you know what I know? I've been through a lot of storms, and none of them lasted forever. That's right, Pastor. None of them lasted forever. The wise man worked hard, he dug deep, and he built on a firm foundation. Hear me, the storm is never the issue. The foundation is the issue. Amen? So I've got to ask you, what are you building your life on here today? And if the answer is not a relationship with Jesus, that's the first thing you need to change today. You need to invite him into your life. You need to invite him into your heart. You need to ask him to be the Lord of your life. Let me just stop and say this. If, if, if there's not an invitation for you to accept the Lord, it's not preaching. It's just a sermon. So right now I'm inviting you to ask the Lord into your life, to invite him in, ask him to forgive you of your sins, ask him to help you begin a relationship with him right now. Or maybe, go ahead and play, Eddie, maybe maybe you've drifted away from God and and you're like that guy, you're standing on the sandy foundation and things are shifting and winds are blowing and you don't know what's going to take place. Ask the Lord to help you get your bearing and to get back on the rock. Amen? Maybe you're a believer. I asked you this last week. Maybe you're a believer, but you've never received the empowerment of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can ask the Lord to fill you today, right now, or when this service is over. It can happen right in your living room. We need to be like Joshua when he said in chapter 24, verse 15, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So what is life at home for you? I'm going to tell you right now, whatever it is, it can be a whole lot better if Jesus is your foundation. It can be a whole lot better if you will let him order your steps. It can be a whole lot better if you lay every worry at his feet and say, God, I don't know what's going to happen with my job, but you know. I don't know what's going to happen with my finances, but you know. I don't know what's going to happen in my marriage or with my kids, but you know. And I trust you and the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So don't let life at home be miserable. Don't let life at home be gloomy. Don't let life at home be a disaster. Say, today, as for me and my house, no matter how big or small that house is, we will serve the Lord. Amen? So why don't we join right now? Let's join in some worship together, and let's sing along with our praise team.
mighty name of Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And right now, let's join Pastor Pavey as he closes our service in prayer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Thompson. And what a great word we've heard from the Lord today. Uh, we certainly are living in a new normal. And your normal right now may be different than anything you've ever expected. But one thing we know for sure, we serve a God who does not change. Yes. And while the times dictate social distancing is a requirement, Romans chapter 8 tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And so right now, you may feel lonely at home, or maybe you feel overwhelmed by the amount of people that are in your home. Either way, I'm praying today that God's presence would invade your home and that his love would be real to you and that you would recognize that there is nothing that can separate you from his presence right now and right in this moment today. Let's pray together as we dismiss our services. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be in, your, in the homes of your people. We thank you, Lord, that your presence is ever guiding and it leads us and directs us and guides our path. God, I pray today over every family that hears this message, every home, every single family member that hears this message, God, that your presence would guide their lives, that your love would invade their homes, and that they would feel and know that they are not alone, that you are with them, that you are for them, you will never leave them, and you will never forsake them, that you are their God, and you will take care of every moment in their life. I pray today for someone who may be hearing this for the very first time, and Maybe they're deciding today, God, whether they're going to live for you or not. God, I pray that they would feel a special anointing in their home right now, that they would feel your presence, and that you would guide them to an opportunity for relationship with you, Lord. We pray today that you would be in the center of our homes, not just on the peripheral, not just something we occasionally, uh, casually attach ourselves to, but God, that you would be in the center of our homes, yes. guiding our lives, yes. and the foundation yes. that we build upon. Yes. We trust in you today to guide us and lead us in Jesus' name. Jesus. And we thank you for it. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. It's been an honor to celebrate Jesus with you in your home. And we ask you to be with us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to be right here. And we're going to have a great time together. God bless you. Have a great day.